The anointing of God is so strong. When I came in today, I was full of joy. And when I went into the back, something just overwhelmed me. And a heaviness hit me. Just in a moment of seconds. From playing around and rejoicing out here. I went and I sat in my office. And as I was getting dressed, a heaviness hit me. And my question to God is, what is this? What are you trying to show me? And he said, my people are under pressure. Everything about this day is pressing against the believer. And the believer needs more faith than they've ever had in the history of Christianity. For these are dark days. We are dealing with trouble on every hand. And I'm saying, God, I can't preach that because that's too heavy. That's too depressing. He said, you've got to speak this because there are people that need to know that this pressure is only making them stronger. This pressure... This pressure that is that is pushing upon us in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirit, our soul, our families, our finances, and in, 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 in our jobs, in our schooling, all the pressures in our and that we're dealing with that we're pushing against us hard in our health, in our I don't hear anybody here. All of these things are hitting us badly at one time. Then you turn on the television and there's nothing but negative news or salacious content. We're dealing with hatred. We're dealing with violence. We're dealing with murders. We're dealing with sex and sexuality. We're dealing with our homes being challenged. We're dealing with society changing. We're dealing with the fact that if we speak the truth, we will be canceled. We're dealing with all of these things at one time. But I've got news for you. There is a remnant. There is a remnant that no matter what you put on us, God gives more grace. We can walk with a heavy load and God will take it up off of our shoulders. I don't hear anybody here. That's why you need the anointing. Because no matter how heavy the load is, the anointing destroys. I'm going to say it again for those that are heavy laden. The anointing destroys it doesn't just break it. It doesn't lift it. It destroys the yoke. So if you're burdened today, there's a yoke destroying anointing in the house. There's a yoke destroying anointing going through the lens, going through your smart device. No matter what you're dealing with, whatever you're dealing with can't deal with your God. I don't even know what I'm going to do right now. I don't even know what I'm going to do right now. But I have to rebuke the power of the enemy. Got to get back to the place of authority. You got to get back to the place of authority. And stand up in the midst of your Maelstrom, stand up in the midst of your hurricane and declare peace. Be still. You gotta take authority. 
Last night on my shoulder, well, this morning at about two o'clock in the morning, God had me walk through this building. And I walked and prayed through this building. And I said, God, unleash your power. Let the people come in and feel your glory. Didn't leave the church till after 3 a.m. Praying in the Holy Ghost that God's authority would be reinvested in his believers and that all sin would be washed away and that he would give us grace, grace to endure, grace, grace to empower, grace, grace to succeed, grace, grace to break free. I don't hear anybody in this room. And I'm telling you, the fervent, effectual prayer of the righteous makes everything available. Hallelujah. So what we're seeing right now is a byproduct of prayer. It's a byproduct of praise. It's a byproduct of faith. It's a byproduct of grace. In the name of Jesus, let the Christian rise up and be free. In the name Jesus, let the Christian break free of every chain. In the name of Jesus, let the wind of God blow depression away. In the name of Jesus, let the love of God encamp around the heart. I don't even know what I'm preaching. But just somebody say, not on my watch. That's all I heard. I just heard. Tell him, not on my watch. That simply means while you are still alive, you are not going to let the devil wreak havoc while you have the authority. Not on my watch. He can't have my family while I'm still alive. And I still got the power of prayer. And I can bind up and I can loose. Not on my watch. I'm not sitting somewhere covering myself up in a blanket fighting with depression. It's no longer a fight. I win. Not on my watch. If I'm talking about you, put a praise on it. I'm crushing devils. I'm killing demons. Not taking it anymore. Can't have my peace. Can't have my heart. Can't have my family. I rebuke the power of Satan. And I stand in the victory of God. You better hear what I'm telling you. We stand in the victory of God. Keep playing with me. I want the devil to know, keep playing with me. Keep because I got so much power that I got the power to crush the very thing that came to crush me. Walking through the airport yesterday, 
had to have somebody help me because I started losing my vision. Woke up with my vision totally askew. I'm sitting there going through Zoom meetings and all of this and my, my vision was going and everything getting darker. And I'm saying, God, don't let this happen now. Please don't let this happen now. Please help me in this time. Because I'm, I'm, I'm at a point, I preached on, on, on Friday and couldn't see. I needed more light in order to see. And I'm saying, God, this is getting worse. And then I had to step back and stop begging and start declaring. for you. Let me change that. I said the Lord has fought for you and he's already won the battle for you. So you got to hold your peace. That doesn't mean just be quiet. It means hold on to your peace. That doesn't just mean shut your mouth. It means hold on to your peace of mind. Don't let the situation cause you to be stressed out. Let it go and hold on to peace and watch God work. Somebody hit your neighbor and say, watch God work. I said, hit your neighbor and say, hey, hey, watch God work. Now put a praise on that. I got to stop. I'm telling you now and, I'm, and I don't like doing this often at all but I gotta say so I'm telling you now there are miracles in this room I'm not playing 
and I'm not just saying something to get you to shout, but I'm speaking to somebody who's been holding on, waiting for your miracle. God said there's a release in this room. There are miracles in this room for the believer. And you will and you will not be denied no matter how long you've been waiting God said there is a time for everything and this is the time for your miracle and if I'm talking about you and that shook you inside if that resonated in you in house or online praise God for your miracle praise him for your miracle like it's just you like it's just you like it's just you like it's just you. I was, Pastor Whitehead, I was going to preach, Elder James. I was going to continue restoration. And I was going to tell you that God, even in this day of darkness and in this day of confusion and chaos, in this day where everything has been turned upside down and is topsy-turvy, in this day where relationships are troubled, in this day where you don't even know what the societal culture is because it's shifted and mutated into something very crazy, in this day where you can't say he or her, she or her, in this day where you can't, where, where, where everything is being convoluted, in this day where politics is absolutely the mafia and it's turned into a bunch of lies and a bunch of deception and a cult, in this day where people are mindlessly following after sound bites and after cultist lines and we're sitting back watching our country go to hell in a handbasket but I got news for you even with a pandemic that they still can't find a cure for no matter how many shots or boosters that they give you there's still another strand I don't hear anybody here and then if you don't have COVID you, you can have COVID and not even know you have COVID you can have COVID with no signs and I'm saying this doesn't make sense now and then if that's not bad enough then monkeypox comes on and all of these things are happening at one time the economy is fluctuating taking nose dives we're seeing things level out and then sink and tank again we're watching our communications being overrode and being commandeered by by private by the private sector buying our communications and allowing all kinds of racial foolishness to be I'm talking about Elon Musk. I'm talking about Twitter, where you can take down the regulations and use the N-word no matter how offensive it is, and it become a part of our, our, our rights to speak. We're watching this kind of hatred rise up. We're seeing a nation going crazy. We're seeing a cult leader coming back into power. We're seeing a rise in white supremacy. We're seeing a rise in, in murders on the streets. We're seeing a rise in broken lives. We're seeing a rise with people demanding the right to kill babies. Demanding the right to abort their babies. You lay down and do the deed and then decide you don't want it and take the life. Well, it's not a life. It's a life as soon as that sperm hits the egg. It's a life. Keep the camera on me because I'm not afraid of the backlash. It is a life. 
Democrat, Republican, liberal, independent, no matter who you are, life begins at conception. This is not, this is not a Republican or Democratic or independent problem. This is a sin problem. Well, it's a woman's business and it's a woman's body and she has rights and you can't control her body. No, but you can control your own body. Don't lay down and you won't have the problem. And if there's a complication, yes, there are exceptions to everything. If there's a complication and it threatens the life of the woman, surely do what you need to do. But we're talking about recreational abortion. We're talking about abortion just because it interferes with my, with my career. It interferes with my progress. It interferes. I'm not ready for a baby. Then if you're not ready for the baby... If you're not ready for the dinner, don't cook the meal. And I don't, let me tell you something to every one of you wonderful believers. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, there's a Bible. This is not my preferential opinion. There is a Bible. And if we're going to be saved, let's be saved all the way. We're in a day where we're just, it's chaos. We're seeing a country divided. People blindly marching behind the beat of a coat, making declarations that are lies, blatant lies, and we have to deal with this. And the Bible said in the book of Joel, the first chapter, he said, that which the caterpillar left, the palm worm left, that which the palm worm left, caterpillar came and ate. That which the caterpillar left, the, the canker worm came and ate. That which the canker worm left, the locust came and ate. And we, we've seen our, our, the essence of our, our, our morality and our spirituality eaten away. And each generation, it eats more away. And it's left us void. It's taken the bark off of the tree. It, it, it stripped the tree. It's, it, we're standing here in a broken stage. And we have seen this happen incrementally. I've only got 20, I've got, only got 10 minutes left. And we've seen this happen incrementally. But there is a time now that God says, I am going to change all of that. I'm going to change that for my people. But I'm, I'm not doing it so that they can have luxury. I'm doing it so that I can heal them first. And then they turn around and deal with the situation. He said, I told He said that, 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 that everything that the enemy did and left a desert and a wilderness, he said, I'm about to change that. Can I come down here? He said, I'm about to change that. <laughs> I keep forgetting next week I'm going to be 63. This week I'm going to be 63. 
He said, everything that the enemy destroyed and left as a wilderness, he said, I'm about to change that. I'm trying to talk to you right now. I'm trying to talk to you right now. Everything that the enemy destroyed, he said, I'm about to replenish it. Restore it. Some of y'all are just sitting here like I'm talking for my health. I'm trying to talk to believers who are sitting back in a, in a period of loss and lack, a period of struggle and suffering, a period of frustration. I'm talking to you. God won't let me get free from this. This is pushing me to let you know that he has a remedy for every bit of the chaos that's happening now. And even in a chaotic country, even in a struggling society, even in an immoral time, there is a promise that even though the canker worm and the palmer worm and the caterpillar and the locust have totally changed the culture and destroyed the fabric of morality and family and society and church, God made a promise in the second chapter of Joel. Starting at the 21st verse. Somebody help me. He said, no matter what you see happening, the rise of a cult leader, the economy tanking, inflation increasing, I don't hear anybody here. With the change of society, no matter what you see happening, with the change of gender fluidity, with all this stuff, no matter what you see happening, he says this, fear not. I'm about to scream. Fear not, oh land. We are his land. We are his people. We are his property. We belong to him. His flag is in our ground. We are his possession. We are his land. In this, Joel is speaking to Israel, but today he's speaking to us. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice. That's why I'm praising him. Be glad and rejoice. For the Lord. Y'all are not even reading this. Because if you were reading this, you'd be praising him before I finish. For the Lord will do great things. You're about to see some great things happen in your family, happen in your life, happen in your home, happen on your job, happen in your body. You're about to see some great So today, I can read the scriptures because I dare believe God and he made me a promise. Y'all don't hear me. He made me a promise that he would do great things. So I rebuked blindness and I rebuked optical struggle and I can see every one of you right now. 
said, I will do great things. Then he said, be not afraid. You beasts of the field. For the pasture of the wilderness, the wilderness that was Aaron, the desert that the devil left. He said, the pastures of the wilderness are about to spring forth in your life. Everything that was dead is about to spring forth in your life. Am I talking to you? I don't, have, I don't need the whole room. I just need the faith of them. I need the people of faith to believe that this word is directly for you. I need the faith people to believe that this word is directly for you. He said, your wilderness, the pastures of your desert, the pastures of your dry places, the pastures of your desolate time, the pastures of your wilderness are about to be replenished and spring forth. Okay, I'm going to stop trying to get you to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice for me. I'm just going to rejoice for me. Going to spring forth for the tree. What does that say? The tree beareth her fruit. The tree that was stripped of its bark. The tree that was decimated. God's going to restore it. And not only is going to put it back to its health, it's going to bear fruit. I'm about to... You're going to bear fruit. Tree's going to bear fruit. And the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Come on, let's keep going. I got to finish this thing. I got two minutes. Be glad then, you children of Zion. Zion is a wilderness. Zion is an arid, dry place. He said, you children of an arid, dry place, be glad. Be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately. Meaning that he did it moderately before. And he shall cause to come down for you the rain. He's going to cause it to rain. Not only like it was before, but greater today. He's going to cause the former rain and the latter rain to come at the same time. Oh yes he will. He's going to cause the former rain and the promised latter rain to fall at the same time. It's going to irrigate your desert it's going to saturate your wilderness and you are about to flourish and prosper. Oh! And he said, and I and your floors shall be full with wheat. I don't hear anybody. Your floors shall be filled with wheat and your fats shall over 
overflow with wine and oil. And I will. Somebody get ready to shout. I will restore. And I will restore the years. You getting your time back. I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. I'll give you back the years that the caterpillar, the canker worm, the palmer worm, I'm going to give it back to you. If you believe that, give God praise here. Stop. Everybody's standing. I would say, I don't know why God is pushing me so hard to preach this, but I do know why. I do know why. Because Christians in the 21st century have become too comfortable hearing and never receiving. Christians of the 21st century have become too comfortable hearing and never receiving. We're comfortable getting the feelings and the sensations and the emotions and then walking out of here and going back into the same routine the same broken cycles we're, we're satisfied we're satisfied we'd rather fight each other than to fight the good fight of faith Dr. Turner we have got to get to the point where we become dissatisfied with just hearing and not receiving God said he's going to restore it back. God said, God said he's going to restore it back. And he keeps drilling this in me. Drilling this, that means that he wants us to believe. Because he's got things up and, and he held up. He's got things in holding, waiting for you to believe so he can release it. It's been years that he's wanted to give you something. But you have got to get to the point of reckless faith. You have got to get to the point of reckless faith where you refuse to just live an average life any longer. You got to get to the point where you say, oh no, he said it. He, he said it. I believe it. He, he said it. It is done. I refuse to be refused and I will not be denied. He said he's going to restore so I got to make my place ready for the restoration. 
me standing, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I'm losing my mind. I don't even know how I got up here. But what I want you to know is that God is about to blow your mind. And you gotta get ready. You will get that house. You will get that transportation. You will get that increase. You will go through and go up to the top because he's about to restore. I gotta stop. He's going to restore. Can I end with Isaiah 54, verse 1 and 2? Can I end with Isaiah 54, verse 1 and 2? It says, Sing. Sing, O barren. That means people who have promised but haven't received it yet. He said, even before it comes, sing. Even while you're waiting, sing. Even before it manifests, sing. Sing, O barren. You who did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. It don't mean cry tears of sorrow. It means cry with joy. Cry aloud. You who did not prevail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than those who have already brought forth children from a married life, said the Lord. He said, those who have not brought forth, you're about to receive more than those who brought forth before you. You didn't believe that. They didn't believe that. Only two or three of you believe that. You just heard the word but did not apply that to your situation. Amazing. He said, you're about to bring forth more than those that brought forth before you. That should do something in your spirit. So he said, you got to prepare for this restoration. You got to enlarge the place of your tent. Are y'all hearing me? You got to get ready, get ready. Look at somebody say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Bishop James, get ready, 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 get ready. you got to enlarge the place of your tent because what God's about to restore you are not ready for it's too small you got to your faith is too small you got to enlarge and see the grandiose plan of God God is not doing a small thing are you kidding me a great God does great things a great God does great things. He said, enlarge your tent. Hallelujah. 
and let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. Don't spare, meaning don't be cheap or chintzy. You got to see how grand it is and you got to make grand preparation. Spare not. Lengthen your cords, y'all. Strengthen your stakes so that they can be able to hold the level of preparation that you're building. Y'all don't hear me. Come on, move on. For you shall break forth on your right hand and on the left and your seed, your children, your seed, that which you have and that which is forthcoming, your seed, who am I talking to right now? Your seed shall inhabit the Gentiles and make your, you and your seed shall make the desolate cities to be inhabited. What does verse 4 say? Fear not, for you shall not be made ashamed. God is about to restore. You will not be ashamed. Hear me, Didi. Hear me. You will not be ashamed. You will not be ashamed, neither be you confounded, for you shall not be put to shame, for you shall forget the shame of your youth and shall not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Next verse for your maker is your husband your maker is the one that's responsible for you Jesus is responsible to make sure that you his beautiful bride receives everything that he promised I don't hear anybody here your maker is your husband the Lord of hosts is his name and he's your redeemer the holy one of Israel the God of the whole earth shall he be called. I'm finished. No, no. I am preparing myself for my breakthrough. I am preparing myself for my restoration. I am preparing myself <laughs> for what he has in, in, in place. He's got a plan that's greater than I can understand. And I'm preparing myself to receive it. And if that is you, I want you to put a praise on it. There is restoration. Let your praise, let your praise depict how much faith you have. Let your praise show how much faith you have. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for this day. Oh, God. I'm, I got to listen to this message all over again. Because God gave this to me extemporaneously as I went. I have no notes and no plans. He just told me to keep on and continue the thought. And I thank God for it. I got to go back and listen to it all over again. 
because I'm going to receive everything that was said. So, Father, bless these your people, I pray, in your name. Give us to be ready for this manifestation. You will bring peace in the midst of our storms, calm in the midst of chaos. You will give us wonderful rest in, from all stress and frustration. You, God, will heal our sick bodies and you will restore our, our resources and finances and you will bring, bring com camaraderie and, and cohesiveness to our families and you will destroy this power of the enemy that's trying to destroy marriages, trying to destroy mothers and fathers with their children in the name of Jesus Christ. You will show yourself mighty and show yourself strong. You will help us on our jobs and you will give us all that we need. We thank you, Father. And we will declare your glory. We will declare your name. We will declare your name amongst the heathens. We will declare your strength and your love. We will do so, O oh God. You be our help and our strength. We thank you for this word. Restoration in your name, Jesus. Amen.